0: My name's Shannon. I'm a firm believer in Jesus and I'm celebrating recovery for so many things, but right now I am battling everything the enemy can throw at you because you know when you go through something, he's like, mm, there's a weakness in that armor. I'm just going to attack. What he doesn't know is I'm surrounded by prayer warriors. Not only So tonight we're talking about confess and that's principle four. It says, exa- openly examine and confess my faults to myself, to God, and to someone I trust. Happy are the pure in heart, Matthew 5.8. And step five says we admitted to God, ourselves, and another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. James 5.16 says, therefore confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. I think so many times we confess a little bit. We kind of skirt around it just a little bit. I might have, have, coulda, shoulda, woulda done. That's where the enemy likes to keep us. So first let me say that if I'm on this stage and I'm delivering a message, then I'm explaining part of my journey that I've gone through with the guidance of the Holy Spirit. Because you see, when the Holy Spirit takes me on a self-reflection journey before I can give a message, he steps on my toes a lot, and he tells me where I fail. he talks bluntly to me because, y'all, I'm stubborn. He's got to just tell me straight up. So to give you an idea of what this looks like, do you remember the movie The Christmas Carol they have the ghost of Christmas, past, present, and future? That's kind of how it looks before I deliver a message because the Holy Spirit takes me on this journey and he brings something up from my past, and it's usually something that the enemy is trying to use against me. I just can't see it plainly yet. He shows me how it affects my present, and then he warns me how it's gonna affect my future and the people around me. So if you've been here for any length of time, you've probably heard me say to someone that God always, God always brings things to the surface. It's like peeling an onion back sometimes for me it's like cutting a fingernail off in the quick because it hurts but it's a process we have to go through it's a process we have to go through before we can face healing so for me god is constantly peeling back the layers and many times he puts me in a situation where i don't want to confess i'm comfortable and i'm good but he keeps pushing me and pushing me until i have to admit you know, if any of this sounds familiar, of me saying God always brings things to the surface, then you've either been in a 12-step here with one of us, or you've been in a 12-step somewhere else, not necessarily celebrate recovery. And just a shameless plug, we will start our 12-step at the end of August. But you see, revealing something from our past and our present and our future, this is what we do in our inventory in our 12-step. We look at things in our past that have hurt us. We reflect on the things that that past hurts us today with. Not only us, but the people around us. And often that means that we're harming ourselves in some way because we don't feel worthy. We don't feel like anybody sees us or hears us. And then what we do is we take that hurt and we repackage it and we send it out into the world causing hurt to more people. Reflection's tough it's a tough part of the journey it means we have to take the mask off it means we have to look in the mirror at ourselves but I think one of the toughest parts is the confession you see because as long as we keep it tucked away hidden deep down inside with a fake smile you know fake it till you make it if I hear one more person say that I'm just gonna thump them right in the forehead so if y'all see me in public and I reach up and thump somebody I'll be like they said fake it till you make it I can't stand that saying because my God is real. It doesn't matter what we are doing. We can be real at the foot of the throne. If I hear one part, y'all better grab me because I'm going to thump him in the forehead. That's my little rant for tonight. It's only when we break things down, when we're alone, just us facing ourselves, that we can sit in the presence of the Holy Spirit and be real. But how many times have we done that and felt like, he can't love us after we've done what we've done. He would never accept us back after we said what we said. I mean, come on. I my job pays the bills. I ain't hurting nobody. I don't want to burden anybody else. Or here's my favorite saying: If you've heard any of these, I can talk to God all by myself. I ain't got to be around y'all in church. Again, I'm gonna thump somebody in the forehead, y'all. I come from a little bit place. They y'all. My BC days, my before Christ days. I wouldn't have even warned, just thought, there we go. Can we be honest for a minute? That's exactly where the enemy wants us. He wants us saying, I'm good. I don't want to burden you. I can do this by myself. He wants us isolated. He wants us alone. He wants us ashamed of our past. He wants us to feel guilt when we're around other people. Because as human beings, we crave connection. And if the enemy can break that, And he can break us down, even the most strongest-willed, stubborn person you've ever seen in your life. He can break them down. You see, the enemy wants us wearing a mask so he can steal the spark from our smile. He wants us to withdraw from life so he can steal the spark from our hearts and our lives. He wants us all to himself so he can finish breaking us down, robbing us of our joy, Consuming every single bit of our life, second by second, until the spark is gone. Before we go any further, let's pray. Dear gracious Heavenly Father, sometimes the hardest thing to do is just to come into your presence. You call us, you seek us, you're constantly with us, you never leave us. God, the hardest thing to do is to get out of our own way and come into your presence. God, if we sit here tonight saying, I have no burdens, we would all be liars. God, you know our hearts, our minds, our actions, our words. You know everything about us. God, right now, I ask that every burden that's on our hearts, you know them. Even if we think they're so small that they don't even matter, is still a burden that you've said to confess in order for us to be cleansed. Holy Spirit, you are welcome in this place. Wrap us each up. Give us clarity, wisdom, and discernment in those areas that you need us to really look at so that we can have a closer walk with you. We ask all things in the precious and holy name of your risen Son. Amen. So, scripture tells us we are to confess. Confess to ourselves, confess to God, and to someone we trust. Confession is like chicken noodle soup for the soul. I don't have the book. I usually have somebody give me that book afterwards, and I'm like, thank you. That was not a hint to give me a book, but thank you. But it doesn't mean that it's going to be easy. Just the thought of confessing our, our past might have some of us right now thinking, if they only knew, if they knew I was a drug addict, if they knew I am an alcoholic, if they knew that I gave up custody of my kids, if they knew I had a car wreck and I killed somebody, if they knew I lied on a job application out of fear, if they knew that I can't even look at myself in a mirror, I, 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 the list goes on and on and on. But confessing to God lifts the burden from our shoulders. Confessing to ourselves is looking at ourselves in the mirror and realizing that we're holding unforgiveness over ourselves. We're holding ourselves captive. Confessing to someone we trust will lift the stigma of the lies of the enemy that he's been trying to use to hold each of us down and to crush us. Confession isn't easy, but without it, we actually are helping the enemy destroy ourselves. You see, I know we are our own worst enemies. The enemy loves to use us against us. You don't know my greatest fears, and I don't know your greatest fears. You don't know my failures, and I don't know your failures. You don't know my regrets, and I don't know your regrets. But guess what? God does. And he still seeks us. He still wants to cleanse our mind, our hearts, purify our actions and our words. This is where God gives us the chance to cleanse our soul through confession. You see, when you confess, when you've got that open line of communication and the Holy Spirit speaks to you, you get to watch him move in real time in front of your face. So you see, when you confess, I like to think that it's, it's God staring down at the enemy as we confess. Not that he has hatred for us, because God can't hate. But God's says, vengeance is mine. I like to think of God standing there and his, his angels are waiting for his command. His command to descend and fight our battles for us. As the enemy is waiting to plunge a dagger into our hearts because we're not confessing, we're holding on to it, the angels step between us and they start fighting that battle. And as that burden feels lifted, I like to think that it's the angels battling him further and further and further away because he's already lost that battle once. And when we confess, he loses the grip of death on our hearts and our souls. When we confess, we remove all of our secrets that are the weapons he uses against us. We remove his arsenals. By revealing our flaws to each other, we end up being transparent, and we do life with each other, and we support each other through good, the bad, and indifferent. And no more do we look at each other like, oh, did you know that one did so and so? No more. Now we're like, "Hey, you're on my heart. I don't know what's going on, but the Holy Spirit's put you put me on, put you on my heart. I'm supposed to reach out to you. What's going on?" You know, we might still feel like we're drowning in all of the silence. But God uses us as his children to speak life back into each other. When that happens, the Holy Spirit takes the spark from the one that is speaking life Transfers it back to you through hope to rekindle your spark. But none of this is possible without confession of our hearts. So, just like chicken noodle soup can fight a virus, confession fights the viral, the spiritual sickness of the heart and the soul. If you're afraid to reveal your burden, God tells us through Scripture that He offers us rest. If you're afraid to face your burden, God tells us through scripture to confess to him, to each other, and to ourselves. If you're just needing to be at the foot of the cross, because let's get real, life is a struggle and it's hard sometimes. The altar is always open. Jesus will meet you where you hit your knees. But tonight I'm going to ask you if you have a burden on the heart. When we get ready for a chip call, no matter how big or small you think it is, I'm going to ask you to get that chip. And we can't just throw up a confession like throwing up a prayer. You throw it up, it just falls right back down. But When you plead to God, he hears you and he answers you. I am going to do something real quick because I do believe in the power of prayer. Terry, would you mind coming up? You mind coming and standing right here? You haven't met Terry yet. You haven't been here. When I first met Terry, you walked in and he said, I don't know what you can do with no drunk. I was like, My people, yes! (laughs) Terry's in a battle and he's not alone. So I'm going to ask everybody to come up and lay hands because I believe in the power of prayer. I believe in the power of prayer. Y'all know I believe in laying hands right in the forehead. Just kidding. I didn't bring you up here to thump your forehead. (laughs) Y'all, I'm going to pray but if you feel it on your heart to pray out loud, pray out loud. Dear Gracious Heavenly Father, we lift Terry up to you. God, we surround him. We surround him so tight with love, the peace, and the mercy that you've given to us, God. May we funnel it back to him in all of our actions and all of our words, God. May we be exactly what you need us to be in this journey that he has in front of him. God, use us. God, Terry's no stranger to this journey. It's a little different of a path. God, I know his faith is in you. I know his hope is in you. I know his strength is in you because he confesses it constantly. God, I pray that as you write this this chapter of his life, I also pray that you give him many opportunities to confess who you are in his life, God, because I know there's going to be many arenas where there are going to be people interacting with him that may not exactly know where they stand. But God, we know Terry's heart. And his heart is to say through your word that you bring redemption. And we know that he is not afraid to tell somebody. Even when the enemy is attacking, he is not afraid to confess who you are and who you want to be in somebody else's life. God, I pray for clarity, wisdom, and discernment through all the medical people that are going to be with him along this journey. God, whatever it is that you need brought to the surface that they may not see, I ask that it comes so quickly to the surface and it's just bright and you can't deny what it is because you need them to see it. God, no matter where we go in this life, God, we always ask to keep us in your will because it's your will that we want done because on that day, we do want to hear, well done, faithful servant. God, as we just surround Terry and ask for your anointing to flow through every single hand that's connected, God, we are one. We are one family here that you have brought together. You chose each of us to be in this family together. God, help us to support each other. Help us to support Terry so that when people see our group, they do see us as your children, as a family loving and supporting and helping each other. We ask all things in the precious and holy name of your risen Son. Amen. Guys, as we prepare for the altar song, whatever your burden is, I ask that you bring it to the altar.